Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Shazzy Hunt and I'm officially signing on for the new year and excited to bring more You Beauty goodness back into your ears in 2023. Today's subject is one actually I'd prefer that we didn't discuss on the show, but the reality is... People like me, a lot of us have been enjoying a lot of fun in the sun during the summer break, and for some people that has unfortunately meant also dealing with sunburnt skin. So today I'm joined by Dr. Iman Joshi, a cosmetic doctor based at Skin Essentials in Liverpool in Sydney, and she's going to serve up some gentle reminders on how and why we should avoid getting sunburn in the first place, but also some really practical advice for treating sunburn if the damage has already been done. Dr. Joshi, welcome to the You Beauty Podcast. Hi, Shazzy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honour. Tell me what happens to our skin when we do, unfortunately, get sunburnt. Sunburn is a type of radiation burn. And what happens is that we are constantly exposed to ultraviolet rays, and typically they're present in the form of three types, so UVA, B, and C. C doesn't really penetrate the ozone layer, so it doesn't get very much into our day-to-day living The main thing that you need to be aware of, or we all need to be aware of, is the radiation that we are daily exposed to is the UVA and UVB. UVB tends to not penetrate as deep, so it tends to hit the surface layers of our skin, and UVA goes deeper. It hits the skin, it penetrates, it causes damage to the proteins, disrupts the skin barrier, and in many cases, it also causes damage to some of the DNA. And when that happens, the body triggers a healing cascade that involves the cells repairing themselves. If we get regular sunburns or sun exposed damage, what happens is over time, whenever the DNA replicates and the cells sort of, you know, repair and replicate themselves, some of them become defective because errors occur. And over time, this can lead to abnormal cells as well as cancers which is why it's so important. But it all begins initially with sunburn. What are the immediate steps to take when you've had some kind of sunburn occur? When you're exposed and you get a sunburn, getting out of the sun obviously is the first step. But there's a series of important things you need to do to prevent the burn continuing to fester underneath the surface of the skin because that can occur for up to 48 hours. So similar to, you know, a finger over a flame where the heat continues and we tell you to put it under running cold water, it's a similar principle because it's still a burn. Most sunburns can be managed at home and you just have to be patient and wait it out. And the important things to keep in mind once you get out of the sun is things like cold compresses or a cool bath if there's lots of areas that are affected. Simple pain relief, so Panadol, Nurofen regularly is needed for the pain you know, cooling gels such as aloe vera and the rest of it. The other thing to keep in mind is to avoid Vaseline and similar ointments because a lot of people for some reason do this 
possibly to sort of moisturize the skin, but it actually can trap the heat under the surface of the skin. So it's really important not to do that. Is that all moisturizers or just? No, no. So the ones that act like barriers and occlusives. So Vaseline is a common example or ointments where it seals the surface layer of the skin. So it makes sense that if you've got heat underneath, it has nowhere to go. You're trying to get that heat out basically. Yes. So the way that you combat the increased water loss because the surface of the skin is damaged is basically through drinking. Lots and lots of hydration, stay on top of it. Then you just have to wait it out. It's important to also know when you might need to see a doctor and to get help. So I tend to say the commonest reasons would be if what you're doing at home isn't enough or if you are feeling dizzy, faint, nauseous, vomiting, because again, perhaps your dehydration is so bad that you can't drink. You know, there's the blister is so bad that simple pain relief isn't enough. When you've passed that initial burn zone, that's a terrible name for it, but when you are out of it and your skin starts to flake, How do you start to care for your skin at that point to help it get back to system normal? Don't peel it. (laughs) There's a lot of TikTok videos, for example, showing people peeling off sheets of sunburnt skin. And I guess it's fascinating to watch like a snake shedding its skin, but it's really not a good idea. Generally speaking, skin that's ready to come off will come off on its own. If you start peeling it and the new skin underneath isn't quite ready to be exposed, you just risk further sunburn and damage to the skin. So generally speaking, I tend to say, again, patience is king or queen. You really have to be patient. You have to keep going and let the body do what it needs to, which is that when it's ready and the skin underneath is ready to be exposed to the elements, the skin over the top will shed off on its own. So don't exfoliate, don't peel it off, don't try and expedite the process and just wait for that to happen on its own. And apart from that, moisturizing and things like that. So by this stage, that's fine. If this were to happen repeatedly, we kind of spoke about it when we were talking about what happens to your skin when you get sunburnt. What other very real consequences you need to be aware of, particularly in this country? The main thing to be aware of, even one sunburn in your lifetime increases your risk of melanoma significantly. Multiple sunburns will obviously increase that risk. And the commonest age range during which melanoma is typically diagnosed is between the ages of 15, 15, and 44. So it is primarily an illness of the relatively young. And that's usually because it's related to multiple sunburns. And the bulk of the damage tends to occur in most of us before the age of 20. And that's for the reason that I talked about before, which is that additive sun exposure and UV damage to the DNA triggers the cells to repair themselves. But the more they have to do that, the more likely they are to make errors. And then once you've got a cell that has an error in it and it replicates and multiplies, it just repeats that error. And over time, these errors add up to a lot of errors. In my skin cancer work, I always say to people, it's never too late. Just because the bulk of the risk was before the age of 20 and you may not have realized it doesn't mean that you can't start today because melanoma is one risk, sunburn is one risk. But remember the other thing I talked about, which is UVA, which penetrates deeper. And I like to refer to it as A for aging, which is associated with photo damage. So a lot of the lines, wrinkles, leathery skin, and all the other signs of aging that we see. This can also contribute in our 50s and up to the less serious forms of skin cancer. So your basal cell carcinomas and your squamous cell carcinomas. 
So it's never, ever, ever too late. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You mentioned, you know, with the Australian population, because we have a predominantly Caucasian population and that kind of plays into this point of people getting more sunburnt. But what about, I want to use for our myth for today, people with darker or naturally tanned skin. The myth is that they won't get sunburnt. I know as someone that is darker that I'm still very careful with the sun, but I, when everyone else might get sunburnt, I have not. Yes. And you might end up with a tan or something like that. The myth is false. <laughs> Generally mm. speaking, obviously, fairer skinned people, the fairer you are, the less melanin you have, which is the cells that produce the pigment that gives skin its brown color. So in a very fair skinned or Caucasian person, sun tan can look just like redness on the skin. And we see a lot of those around all over Australia right? In a brown person who has a tendency to tan, we go brown. Tanning in and of itself doesn't provide a lot of sun protection. So sometimes people talk about base tans and things like that. A tanned person or a base tan only has an SPF of two. What that means is even if you're brown, even if you're someone that tans and doesn't burn, if you are out in the sun long enough, one, the damage is occurring anyway, it's just going to take you longer to actually burn. What are the things that everyone can be doing, tanned or not, to protect ourselves and give us the best possible chance of preventing sunburn or any kind of sun damage? I always say simple is best, less is more. So the five basic principles that the Cancer Council recommends would be the five S's, so seeking shade wherever possible, wearing sunglasses, wearing a sun hat, so broad brim sun hat, wearing protective clothing where possible that covers as much of your skin and body as is possible. And then sunscreen should be your last line of defense. So that's simple. The other thing I tend to find is that people typically don't use enough sunscreen. So it's five mils, which is one teaspoon, for the face, ears, and neck. And I often say to women, because I often end up seeing a lot of them with sun damage as early as their 30s and 40s on their necks, their faces, but also their decolletage. And I always say to the women, whatever you're doing with your sunscreen, it should be about an inch below your neckline for the day front and back. And I see a lot of men who work outdoors, for example, where they only wear a baseball cap or they don't cover the back of their necks. And I'm regularly cutting out skin cancers in these areas because they're neglected areas, even if they're pretty good about putting sunscreen everywhere else. And then reapplication. So if you work indoors, it's probably not as much of a big deal. So put it on before you head into work because you're covered for two hours. And then if you're indoors for most of the day, it's probably no big deal. But if you're someone that works outdoors, you should be reapplying every two hours. The other thing to remember, because often people will say, I'll keep a tube in the car. Don't do that because it goes off in the heat. So mm. if you are someone who works outdoors or if you're outdoors, keep it in the SV so it stays cool enough because otherwise you'll just have expensive moisturizer. <laughs> and you might think that it's doing the trick, but it's really not. Dr. Joshi, thank you so much for sharing what we can do to prevent sunburn and also how to treat sunburn in the unfortunate instance it occurs. Thank you so much for having me, Shazi. I really appreciate it. And thank 
you for listening today. I'm your host, Chazzy Hunt. My producer is Michaela Floriano. And remember, the UBD podcast is officially back from the break, so we're dropping a new episode every single weekday. You can tune back in tomorrow for your beauty news fix. Speak to you next time. Bye.